everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. And a very happy birthday to our man in the black suit, Nicholas Casserou. <laughs> good morning and welcome, Leslie and KK. Good morning, good morning. How are you today? Well, not too bad. Not too bad at all. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see everyone in the chat room. I'm um, Jean Ann. I'm so happy you could join us. I know uh, with the storms on the east coast of the United States that you had lost power. And I uh, just hope everyone's safe um, okay. this week, as uh, at this fine morning, uh, wherever you are. Um, thoughts are going out to our friends over across the pond in Beirut. Yes. And as uh, and everyone else who's going through struggles, I know there's been a lot of flooding from some of these storms, and it's seen that there had been some wildfires in California, not too far from our Passion Flicks friends. So, just uh, sending a lot of love um, on this Nicholas birthday uh, morning. Yes, and at least on our side of the planet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I see that Ashley did a double feature last night with her friends watching Gabriel's Inferno Parts 1 and 2. I can't imagine a better way to spend an evening. No, that's very true. Very true. Uh, we, had, we had the joyous pleasure <laughs> with Miss Kenzie watching the Lizzie McGuire movie. To see uh, okay, how a, many of you? <laughs> to see a, an extremely young <laughs> Julio. <laughs> How many yep. of you have seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? It's a it's a Disney it's a Disney modern classic. Why <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as calling it a classic, <laughs> but <laughs> it is a very I think it's <laughs> it is a very Kenzie cute wrote, I movie. <laughs> Kenzie wrote, "I blessed you. You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, Ashley's saying she's seen it. Annabelle says, not me. Josie says, nope. Betty watched The Protector <laughs> last night. Oh, good film. That Ellie watched G- film. Gabriel's Inferno again. And right now, and Lobby at the moment. And yes, she's seen Lizzie. Of course you have. <laughs> um, Ashley says, Lizzie and Gordo kiss. I know. It's so cute. And Susie, Susie, good evening. Good evening. So happy you could join us. Um, and from the land down under, as we say up here in the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And I see Pittsburgh Warren says it's been years, but I've definitely seen the Lizzie McGuire movie. I hope they can get the TV series reboot up and running. <laughs> and Susie said she also saw Lizzie when her daughter was young. So did I. So I actually know that film quite well. I watched it many, 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 many times. So, and I actually like it. I think it's really sweet. And the pictures and scenery of Rome. Rome. Oh. It just, every time I watch it, I just want to jump into the screen. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yes. Oh, this, my gosh. This was the first time I actually have seen it because my <laughs> um, my son, you know, wasn't really into Lizzie you, McGuire. Your, your son wasn't a Lizzie McGuire fan? No, no. My, who was, who's the girl? Jessica Alba. That's who my son was into. Oh, so yeah, um, I think every watch. I think every almost every young man I know is into Jessica yes. Alba, mm-hmm. and some of the older men too. <laughs> um, big fans of her, uh-huh. and Betty said, um, 
Betty says, my sister was never into Lizzie McGuire, so I didn't see it, but I could not escape the Spice Girls. <laughs> Spice World. Uh, yes. Another, not- another classic that I um, kind of missed. <clears throat> and Betty, thank you very much, because now I have, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want, going through my head. So if you want to be my lover is now going through my head. Um, so thank you for that, Betty. <laughs> Nothing like sp- starting the, the morning out with Spice Girls running through your head. <laughs> no, um, And Lori and, says no Lizzie in her house either. And um, Lauren in Pittsburgh also mentioned that uh, Nicholas shares a birthday with Sidney Crosby. Yes, he yes. does. Yes, he does. So. <laughs> I'm, and I just think that is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Julio in the Lizzie movie is in, is it the second or third scene? It's the second time they're at the fountain. Is it this? Okay. At Trevi Fountain. At the Trevi Fountain. And uh, he's just staring at her. And he's got very short hair, but my God, you could see the eyes. Oh, my God. Yes. As as Kenzie noted, he's in it for two seconds. He is, Mm -hmm. but he was. Um, oh, Kenzie, I'm blanking out on the character's name. Um, it wasn't Lizzie who was kind of looking through her binoculars. It was several, it was her roommate in the movie. And she was scanning the crowd and she, she stopped on one of these, uh, this boy that she saw. And the boy was, um, yes, he, you're right, Ellie. He was listed, I think, in the credits as the hot Italian guy. Yes, or she referenced exactly, him as yeah. the hot Italian guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So even back then, Julio um, had established himself as um, the hot Italian guy. Apparently, so apparently. a role, a, a, a type, a role that he um, he didn't have to do much preparation for. But um, <laughs> unlike Gabriel, where he poured his heart and soul into it and has done an incredible, incredible acting job. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really, and. I'm sorry, as Kenzie corrected me, you were right. He, it, they weren't at the fountain. They were at the Spanish Steps. There you go. I sit corrected at the moment. Yes. <laughs> um, and Ashley, if you rewatch it, um, you'll see she's scanning the crowd and she puts, you know, the, her view stops on this young man. And he's wearing a blue shirt, obviously, because they wanted to uh, bring out his eyes. Mm-hmm. So you will notice you will notice that in the film. So. Um so have we worked our way through Lizzie now? <laughs> we were planning on talking about Lizzie. <laughs> but we did a good we did a good five minute riff on Lizzie McGuire. We I think we should did. get some yes. royalties from Disney. Um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, get a month and free. Jo- Josie was uh, Josie was saying a lot more of him on walking and walking on sunshine a lot. Um, yes, I still have to see that. I haven't oh. watched it yet. I know, and I know I'll love it. I, I wanted to see fam. it when it first came yeah. out. <laughs> the, the next uh, quarantine movie night. Oh yeah, Zoom night. We can do that. Um, yeah, that's good. I like Betty. that one actually. I did like that one. Yeah, Susie said it was such a fun movie, mm-hmm. and Ellie said uh, really a fun musical. Some, um, she, some watched it a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, fun. which is really great. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> the G worship continues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we do have some announcements, by the way. Uh, as we all know, Gabriel's Inferno Part 2 is on Passion Flicks. All the subtitles are now working. Uh, mm -hmm. New for this part are the Polish subtitles, which come in with the Spanish, Portuguese, French, German, Italian, Czech, and Russian. Mm -hmm. And a uh, reminder about our, our, our campaign, uh, hashtag Road to the First Thousand. We're trying to get a thousand reviews for the film. All you need to do is cut and paste your reaction, tweet, or, or Facebook post into the review section. And you can leave your reviews on IMDb, Amazon, Apple app, and the Google Play app. And you just go into the stores and you just go under the Passion Flicks. And that a lot of times it'll ask you to review it. And you can go in and put it in there. And it, it brings Passion Flicks up into their app stores, which helps promote the other movies as well. Um... Google series, or Gabriel series, God, Google series, all right. <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee yet this morning. <laughs> you need more coffee. Or and something you're like Lori. Or Lori, Lori just says, hi, KK, I'm not awake yet, I'm catching up. So <laughs> we all we all are, yes. trust me. And I didn't, I didn't see the discussion about Adamant, but yes, please, that was, he was fantastic. Um, so much fun, Adamant oh, back yeah. in the day. Um, just a little sidebar um, as I, uh, I interrupt our announcements to go um, look into the chat room. <laughs> um, oh, and Susie, Susie made a good point, um, though, and thank you for raising this, Susie. She thinks you can only leave a review on Amazon if you are in the U.S., and I, I believe that is correct. I think you're right, which Susie. is yeah. a huge frustration considering this is a worldwide global um, fan base. And um, I, I can't figure out what Amazon's thinking on that. Maybe they don't have, uh, maybe they haven't had enough time to think through how they want to expand that. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, I, um, a couple weeks ago, um, before part two came out, uh, somebody had asked SR about that. And I remember going into uh, different languages, Amazon, different languages, uh, going to the prime to see if I could put it in and it wasn't coming up. So IMDB mm. is a good, good place to have it as well. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm uh, working on, I, I read the best, I, I read tips on doing reviews and mm. um, they gave a certain character count, a certain length. They want them to be brief on IMDB. Um, but you're welcome to do a longer one. So I actually need to cut mine down. Um, uh, before I put it in there and I'm, I'm going to do the longer versions on some of the other ones because right. it was very difficult to to capture that in such a sh short time short number of words also remember for um, IMDB do not start a new IMDB page or put the review under Gabriel's Rapture if you have a review out there you can go in and edit it by adding it to the rest of your review. And yeah. when I, I just took a little look into it and because the, uh, the thing is edited, it counts. So for the 
tick count or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's real easy to do. Yeah. So that's a good thing, too. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Pammy. Mm -hmm. um, also, so rather than the Google series, the Gabriel series is now available <laughs> in Spanish. Right. They're re-releasing all Re of the yeah. series. Re a re-release, which is very cool because I think, I think it's been five years since they had a, a, a reprint. I think so, too. Because so. I, I know looking somewhere in the, along the line, there weren't many copies of it available on Amazon. I don't know about Barnes and Noble, and I don't know about Books a Million or Book Depository. So, um, a Czech translation of Gabriel's Promise will be released from Albatross on August 11th, which is exciting. And very uh, exciting. And the Portuguese translation of Gabriel's Promise will be released on August 14th. Yes, um, very exciting. Um, about that as well. I was looking to see if Monica joined us this morning, but uh, she hasn't been uh, in the chat room yet. No. So um, I know also, she's been pushing that out. She has been. Um, also, the Italian translation of The Shadow will be released um in October on the, of this year. So just to remember, the books in the Florentine series are The Prince, The Raven, The Shadow, and the Roman. And you, if you read them, you read the first three Gabriel books, The Prince, Gabriel's Promise, and the rest of the Florentine series, and then The Man in the Black Suit. Um, this week's Amazons features chapter 17 and chapter 18. And Professor Leslie and I will be covering chapter 17 today. And Professor Jenny Dolph... <laughs> We'll cover chapter 18, and that's at 1 o'clock New York time. And since this is a birthday celebration for our dear Nicholas, the man in the black suit is still on sale for 99 cents uh, for the Kindle edition. So, yay. Yay. I'm very excited. And I'm, I'm looking at the chat room. Um, the fact that we've had... Um, and that, that SR has released the book, um, Man in the Black Suit, for 99 cents, I just think is great. And it's really, I, I know, I believe most of you on the chat room have read it. Um, but if you haven't, it's really worth the read. Beautifully done. And I must say, as we were preparing for our Nicholas celebration, Pam knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> I forgot just how beautifully sensual and erotic those love scenes were in the man in, or in the man of the black suit. Nicholas brought the heat and I dare say, I mean, they are some steamy, steamy, very passionately depicted love scenes. So um, as you're thinking about the passion and the power of Gabriel's Inferno and the draw between Gabriel and Julia on screen, Take a reread of The Man in the Black Suit, and I just can't even imagine what that would be like when passion, if Passion Flicks or another a group would do any kind of a, any kind of a film of that. Wow. Oh, could you All imagine? I have to say, as, as KK put in the chat room, very, very hot 911. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, drooling, just thinking about Nicholas right now, Ashley mm -hmm. said. 
Um, <laughs> Betty says Nicholas wins first place in my book. Um, he, yes. Uh, Nicholas is quite hot. Um, uh, and Susie is, is what uh, Lori said. Susie said, oh, so I got very embarrassed writing these love scenes. Yeah, well, he and he, yes, you said um, that. And I, you know, I said last week on the podcast, that's okay, SR, you know, this is, you know, no need to be embarrassed. This is part of, you know, the human condition and such a beautiful connect way to connect, um, you know, people who are in love are connecting. And um, boy, rereading that scene, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a little hot. <laughs> and, um, but just the characters of the man in the black suit, it's just such a, such a treat. Animal said, "Passion flicks would be the best choice. They should do all book adaptations." I completely agree. Um, and Kenzie, yes, it is. It is so cute that SR still gets embarrassed. Um, hey, it doesn't matter I'll, how old you are; you can always uh, blush. Blush, you know? yes. <laughs> and you know, and he's, that's just, he's a true gentleman. Yes, that's right. And I and still at, at my. <laughs> age in my uh, dotage I still blush quite a bit and your dotage <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh yes I, there there are many blush many fantastic blush worthy things but yes, there are. um it was you know just in, in in all honesty just rereading and preparing for the podcast it really I forgot you know I loved the story we did the podcast on the man in the black suit. I just, I, I adored it. I love the characters and it, I, 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 you just almost think you forgot how you just forgot how, um, passionate, mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas and Akashi are together. I mean, as Betty says, Nicholas is naughty. I like him. Um, and blue <laughs> says the man in the black suit is my favorite <laughs> SR book. Um, uh, along with Raven, the Raven series, of oh, course. <laughs> yes, Ellie, lots, apparently a lot of research. And we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Yes, he does this research. <laughs> because then I'm going to start blushing. Um, so as, uh, you know, I, flash. <laughs> I know. Well, and we're saying, you know, as, as we were preparing for this, um, I, I, was looking at prior podcasts and what we did to celebrate the birthdays and uh, Pam and I were talking about Mm -hmm. what we wanted to do. Um, And obviously uh, we had wanted to have a special birthday feast by chef KK. So she's joining us today, Karen, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And um, so you're going to get to hear some of the, the treats that we have. Um, And I know in the past we had asked, for Nicholas's birthday wishes and also about we asked who people thought should portray Nicholas and as I was looking back into at our 2018 show you will never believe who made the list of who should portray Nicholas can anyone guess can anyone guess who was on the list I'll tell you who was on the list in 2018 Flor de Aqua um, suggested our very dear professor, Giulio Baruti, <laughs> to play Nicholas Casserer. Can you guys believe it? I was absolutely blown away. We had a really good list, running list of different people. And of course, Henry Cavill made it because Henry makes every list. But um, Giulio Baruti, 
Yeah, Annabelle yeah. says, huh, I was going to say, gee, Susie, honestly, Susie's like, no way. I, I, I literally, I think I, I think I called you, Pam. Didn't I call you right yes, away? I'm like, oh did. my God, you, you cannot believe it. Back in 2018, fans are on top of it. Yeah, of, course, of course, of course. It was really funny. So, um, yeah, Lori, it is crazy. And it was a fan that suggested Julio for Gabriel, too. Yes. Yes. But, well, you know, I and, and Betty says, but Julio is Gabriel. He he really embodies that. Although I do say I he could portray Nicholas. I think he could do a great job portraying Nicholas. He won't because he is Gabriel, and I think that would be a little too... Um, confusing uh, and I, I don't know if he would want to do that since he's so known as Gabriel in this particular franchise but um, yes and as Betty noted Nicholas has brown eyes but as we were reminded during the casting they can put contacts in they can but, they can yeah, uh-huh. Bluebird that suggested Jesse Metcalf and I have, a, I have a funny little story about that yes um, you know when we were uh, one of the things when promoting the blue man in the black suit I have is just a picture of um, a man from the chin down white shirt, dress shirt, dressed up and who could play him. And it, I actually had used a picture of Daniel Craig and just cropped most of the face off. But when we were asking, someone suggested Jesse Metcalf. And that's right. He, reached out to me on Twitter um, about, oh, I'd, I'd be interested in playing this. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> first of all, is it really the re- real Jesse Metcalf? Uh, before I get <laughs> myself to like, oh my God, really? Um, and it was, and so we had a little brief little chat and I said, well, this hasn't been optioned for a movie yet, but I said Passion Flicks, uh, a streaming company, had optioned the Gabriel series. And if you'd be interested, um, you know, to have your agents and con- your people contact them. And maybe when they start casting, you could work something out. So now I have Jesse Metcalf following me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pam's is uh, casting uh, one of and, his reps. Yeah, really. <laughs> and DM messages from him, which I'm like, okay, so what homework movie are you doing next? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Su- Susie had ac- actually had asked, who's Jesse Metcalf? And he is an act. He's a, I believe he's American, right? I think he's an American yes, actor. Yes, he's American. Yes. And he's an American actor who does a lot of films on the Hallmark Network or the Hallmark Channel. And I do not know if they are, are they internationally distributed? I'm not sure. You guys can let me know. Some of them are. Some of them are, yeah. Annabelle. But you can Google him. um, And he has serious acting chops. I mean, that was one thing when I remember we were looking into his uh, profile and his, his work. And he has a, a degree in theater from NYU. I mean, some real serious training. Um, and uh, Annabelle noted, Susie, he's in Desperate Housewives and also Chesapeake Shores. Okay, so some of the, some of the shows are um, over there. She's going to Google on. She's, she has him up on Google now. Nice lips. <laughs> some, someone also <laughs> suggested 
um, <laughs> just now. I think I think it was Bluebird. Uh, Gordon Vishnik. I can't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. For those in the U.S., he was on ER in the last couple of seasons of ER. Um, uh-huh. in, in the movie Practical Magic, uh, he played uh, the character that was trying to possess um, Sandra Bullock, or, or I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman's character, and I think his name was Angel in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, so that that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ashley uh, was the one that suggested it. I Thank think you, Ashley. Susie had also noted that Tom Ellis would be awesome as Nicholas um, from Lucifer series. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, thank you, Susie, for noting. And we like to give credit to people. Um, Silvina was the, uh, the fan from Argentina, uh, we believe, who first suggested Gabriel or Julio as Gabriel. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So. Um, which is really great. I love the fact that they ask for fan input um, at Passion Flicks, um, and fans have led them in good directions. And I just think it's amazing that Flor de Aqua, back in 2018, had her eye on uh, Julio. Um, and I believe Flor, I'm not sure where Flor is based because um, it's not it's not Flor from Mexico City. It's another Flor. So. Um, yeah, but anyway, mm-hmm. and Josie said, I would say Hugh Jackman, but a little long in the tooth. A little bit. And a little high in the price range, mm-hmm. I think, too. <laughs> and Ellie noticed uh, the Practical yeah. Magic Guy. That's one of my Halloween mm-hmm. movies I watch every year, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. So. Yes, I love it. I love it. Well, um, so that was just funny. Um, and Jean Ann agreed, Ellie. She said the Gardner scenes in the New Dallas, um, he is into apparently which is great. So um, as we start the birthday podcast, I did want to wrap up. We had a couple questions last week that SR um, had from fans that we wanted to share. Um, And there were a couple. uh, One was uh, regarding Grace and Maya. Do they appear in Rapture? And they are in the script, SR says. So we're going to get to see Grace and Maya. Very exciting. Um, the, a fan asked, what have you been doing to pass time and stay sane during COVID-19? Any wellness tips to share? And SR says, I follow the public health guidelines. I wear a mask when I leave my home, frequent hand washing, etc. So SR is being a good steward of health mm-hmm. for all of us. A good example for us to follow. Jean Ann's probably very happy about that yes. uh, since she works in healthcare. Um, Another question, is Snarky a coffee snob? And the answer from SR is absolutely. (laughs) So, um, and uh, what have you been reading, watching, and listening to this summer um, was posed to SR. I actually asked him that question. And he said, at Sarah Beth Pollock's urging, I finally started watching The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's an odd choice to watch during a pandemic, but it's very good. I just finished the first season watching it on Netflix. So I'm not sure how many of you are in the chat room are fans of The Walking Dead. I have not yet watched it. My Aunt Liz swears by it. She loves it, loves it, loves it. And my Aunt Liz is not someone you would think would be like enjoying The Walking Dead. Um, But that's what SR has been up to. 
they zoomed they zoom video zoom and watch it now but they would get together every sunday night at somebody's house mm-hmm. so it's yeah yes that was something that was always on in my house yeah oh yeah i, I watched yeah, it a little popular bit Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ashley had noted that the Grace and Maya scene is going to make her cry. I think we're all probably going to cry with you, Ashley. And Betty saying, gonna kill her. "Betty, Betty's <laughs> yes." And, and Betty's also saying, "I bet the boss is doing research. We bet he is too, since well, he's he writing is. again." <laughs> Someone should research. <laughs> hey, hey, the research pays off for us. Somebody has to in, do it. In fantastic it's writing and fantastic job. stories. So, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so let's the birth. Let's have the birthday uh, celebration continue mm-hmm. with a cocktail or two, shall we? I I'm think that's for... a great story. <laughs> <laughs> great Karen, story. Karen's okay. going to discuss the cocktails, and we're going to bring the quiz questions. So, mm-hmm. ladies, get ready. Okay, we get have ready for this. Great cocktails on our way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, every every great meal starts with. Some kind of alcohol, I think. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) since we're in this pandemic and everything, um, I talked to SR for some suggestions because last year we went way out. I mean, we Mm -hmm. were on an island and I did a whole whirlwind of eclectic dishes from around the world so we decided that they would be quarantined in paris and so we could kind of keep it so i hope you like it um since it's summertime i went with peaches as our flavor and both of uh, these both of these cocktails can be made for two or i i personally think you could make a picture of it um so the first one is called the kentucky peach it is, you can use um, plain vodka or Smirnoff peach vodka. Um, four ounces of lemonade, simple syrup. One ounce of Kentucky bourbon. That's the twist in that. And you muddle everything together, put your uh, alcohol in, and you shake, shake, shake. And the perfect shake, if you are making these in a the shaker, if you like a really icy uh, drink, this goes for martinis too. Sing Frère Jaca. And when you're done, <laughs> you either pour it in the glass, or if you don't like um, bits of fruit and that in it, strain it out over fresh ice. I and love then it. you're going to garnish it with peach slices and lemon. So that's the uh, first one. And Ashley says, Kentucky peach, yes, please, love, love, heart the peach. So you just made her okay. happy. The next one is a peach smash, and it has a ode to some um, prevent, pr- province of uh, France. It, oh, it in that region. Uh, l- lavender honey, mm. which I suggest you can oh. find it. I am out, and I'm like, <sighs> but um, you're going to use a simple syrup made of. Uh, brown sugar instead of regular sugar if you have it. Um, you're going to take a half a cup of fresh diced peaches and you're going to toss them in an eighth of a teaspoon or more of um, lavender honey. Then you're going to put that in your, your shaker or pitcher, 
you know, muddle it a little bit with some mint, but don't too hard because you don't want to bruise the mint too much because it gets bitter. And then this is where the fun stuff comes. <laughs> two ounces mm. of two ounces or more of bourbon. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. <laughs> Good choice. Sing, sing that, sing that uh, Frere Jaca or your favorite song. <laughs> and then you are going to, this is your uh, preference when you strain it out. I guess, again, you can strain it or you can just pour your, use your flavored ice, as my dad would call it. <laughs> and um, you're going to top it with either a splash of ginger beer or uh, chilled seltzer or, you know, you might have an open bottle Prosecco. But it's just a splash to give it a little fizzy fizzy. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. Two uh, refreshing cocktails. I think they sound so delicious. I know the chat, uh, Susie was saying it sounds delicious. Um, we do have a question from... Um, Mon uh, Monica over okay. across our way in Portugal. And she says, I don't have that here. So please send me some Kentucky bourbon. And she was asking, <laughs> do you have any idea what may taste similar or what might work instead as a substitute? And um, I think that's a great question. Yeah. Any, can you get, did they have any kind of, um, a rum would do, like Mount Gay rum would be okay, because it's a dark, you want something dark amber, amberish, not sweet. Um, and if you have any kind of whiskey available. Yeah, I think it would be more of a corn-based whiskey. Yeah, you'd want a corn base or a dark rum. Dark rum would, would work. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, a great you know, just, time. Yeah, anything, mm -hmm. um, anything that, and if it is sweet, just don't use your simple syrup, because I, I personally don't like sweet, real sweet drinks. I just like that to, to give a punch to whatever mm -hmm. fruit you're using. Um, but yeah, you can also just use vodka. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with vodka. Oh, Monica says Smirnoff peach. We have so yeah, and drunk dark rum. Thanks. She yeah, said, but welcome. You, but you can, <laughs> but you can send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would oh, love to. <laughs> I love it. I know. I, I would love to. Um, and Josie says every time you say shake, 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 Karen, she thinks uh -huh. of Casey and the Sunshine Band. So shake, that reference shake, for you, as you don't know, is a song booty. from the 70s. Um, that shake is your booty. <laughs> There you go. Shake, shake, shake. I remember. Shake, shake, shake. For shake those, your booty. For those, anybody <laughs> listening in the Philadelphia area, there was this guy who used to have a program on TV by the name of Jerry Blavitt, the geeter mm -hmm. with the heater. And he <laughs> always had Casey and the Sunshine Band playing along with any late 50s tune, early 60s that he could find. So, <laughs> um, If you're ever awesome. at the Jersey Shore, go to Margate and go to Memories, and that's his, uh, his bar, his disco, whatever you want to call it. And he's about, I guess he's in his 80s now, and he oh my still acts like he's about 17. So... <laughs> 
Nice. We don't know what that's like, do we, Pam? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. 16, yes. 17, no. <laughs> oh, my Lord in heaven. So we do have a quiz. Yay! Yay, quizzes. <laughs> yes, inspired by the quiz master herself, Ms. Betty, Betty. Rivera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll hey, try Kelly. to do you justice, Betty. We'll try to do you justice. Uh, absolutely. Hey. Yes, hi, Kelly. Good to see you. So, question one. <laughs> uh, Nicholas is a graduate of what school? Uh, the Sorbonne, Oxford, said School of Business, University of Berlin, or London School of Economics? Okay. The question's going in the chat room. Mm -hmm. And we Sorry, got some cowbell going, which is a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Life always needs more cowbell. Absolutely. It does. It does. All right. Ashley responded. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ladies, I should have done the ABCD. See, Betty, I'm not the quiz master you are. So Ashley's guessing London School of Economics. Josie is guessing Oxford. Monica says crap. crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford, question mark. Betty's saying London School of Economics, question mark. Susie's saying Sorbonne. Uh, Kenzie and Lori said London School of Economics. The correct answer is? London School of Economics. London School of Economics is Which the I answer. Actually has, I actually stood outside of when I was in London a couple of years ago. Really? I did, yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. yeah, these are good. I mean, it takes you back because if you haven't read the book for a while... You won't remember some of these things. You might. It's true. It's Ashley true. got it. Very good. So Sorbonne and Lori, great point. The Sorbonne is where Acacia studied. Mm -hmm. Another so, nice school. Oh, and Monica says, okay, so he's a colleague of mine. Very cool, Monica. Mm -hmm. oh, so cool. Well, I, <laughs> but he know, says he can be her accountant. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who else went to the London School of Economics? Who? Mick Jagger. Oh my gosh, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, and Monica's from the Business Economics Catholic University of Portugal. Cool. Very. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and Susie said, oh, she thought we were talking about a <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my gosh. I my only experience with the Sorbonne. When, when I was in Paris, I went to find where Acacia lived. Uh, SR had given me that little hint in an email because I was going to be in Paris. And so I'm, I'm walking up the hill towards uh, where the apartment was. And they, I noticed in, in Paris they have these, like, uh, big... Buildings, little, well, not buildings, they're pods all along the streets every now and then. And I watched some guy walk in and shut the door 
and then he came out, and all of a sudden, he's screaming, my backpack's in there, my backpack's in there. And then I see all this sudsy water going down the street. Yeah, they, you know, it's a necessary pod, a bathroom pod, whatever you want to call it. And um, his backpack got washed as well. Which I think is very wow. nice. <laughs> so, question number two. Nicholas's home is Paris, Colony, Zurich, or Giverny? Wherever it is, I want to go. Mm -hmm. I'll go <laughs> especially to Giverny. Take me away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and Josie DBS, they do self-clean, and that's uh one of the reasons why I thought that was so funny, because we don't have that here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Monica says in Portugal we pronounce it Acacia or Acacia. Yeah. Correct me, Ms. Monica. Uh, Blue is saying Zurich. Monica saying Zurich. Uh, Josie saying Givernay. Colony is from Annabelle. Betty, Betty. says Colony. Zurich uh, is what Lori's uh, saying. Petite Leon is saying Zurich. And the answer is Nicholas's home is actually in Zurich. Colony is, is where his parents' home is. Uh, Paris is obviously a cashier. Uh, Kasha or whatever and yes. Giverny is actually the home of Monet where uh, you can see the water lilies the actual water lilies in the gardens mm -hmm. and his kitchen that is to die for I think my first floor of my house is as big as his kitchen uh, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> um Betty says, darn, I just care where the bedroom is. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been sipping on her cocktail this morning. I think so, Miss Betty. <laughs> and actually, I know Betty typically will only have sangrias. So I, I'm sure you're having some coffee this morning, Betty. That was so funny. You made me laugh. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, that is great. Um, so, KK? Um What's next on the uh, on the menu? Okay, next after Just our cocktails. After our cocktails, <laughs> yes, we need a little break, and um, so you know, just because we're in quarantine doesn't mean we can't be a little fancy. So we're gonna <laughs> get, start with a a, a mouge bouche oh. first instead of then we'll get on to the appetizer. But the mouge bouche this year is a it's called Bastille Day. They um, I did a little research, and everybody. On this day, they feast on these, and it's basically a cheese pup. Um, so you, it's a simple pat of shoe, and uh, you add good Gruyere cheese, and a sharp pepper, pepper, pepperino romano. I can't talk this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, tablespoon by the tablespoon, and you bake them, and you serve them up, and they are yummy. Um, uh. Another suggestion for this, uh, you know, because my culinary, I just can't, my wheels keep turning, 
is to make them a little bit bigger and you could actually use them as a vessel for um, chicken salad or um, something more hearty, heartier, um, like ham or uh, egg salad. A curried egg salad would be really good in it. Um, so there you have it. And this is something that you could make um, ahead of time. If you, you know, if you were in the States, you could have these on hand shaped in the freezer and then you um, and you would enjoy more of your cocktail with this or Prosecco but I think I'd have more of the cocktail mm, they sound. And, this is, <laughs> and this is just something something little to sit around and talk and wait because you know they they know how to enjoy dinner you know we rush too much this we is do. no matter what this is is an experience in the chat room, um, Kenzie just said, did I hear cheese? Yes, you did. Yes, um, you did. Karen had come up with this. Uh, I would love to make these. And in fact, I see someone on the chat room. Kelly says, the, these are very yummy. Her cousin makes these types of cheese puffs. So, yeah. Kelly, you're very lucky. Very, um, <laughs> They're very, they're very comparable. I'm not saying they're any better. They're just, they're comparable to the Brazilian cheese bread I made. Pau de queso. Pau yes. de queso. But um, I love those dearly. Those are a little mm. because the cassava flour are a little, they're not as light, mm -hmm. but good in their own right. Very oh my addictive. Gosh. <laughs> That's how they sound. I'm getting so <laughs> hungry and I didn't eat, I, I didn't have breakfast yet. So this is making me very hungry. <laughs> Probably not the right call. We got a lot of hearts on, got a lot of hearts on them. And we're not even to the appetizers yet. That was just the amuse-bouche. Yeah. yeah. So. Wait till you get to the appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty's already said, Karen, the menu is so delicious. And it really is. Um, so as we have our cheese puffs, and enjoy our cocktails, mm -hmm. our peach smash. Let's contemplate uh, Acacia's true identity. What is Acacia's true identity? As you know, Acacia is the love of Nicholas's life. Mm -hmm. And we want to know, what is her true identity? Is it Farah, Anin, Ishtar, or Jamila? Hanin, I think. What do you guys think? Is it Hanin? Is it Ishtar? Um, is it Farah? And I can tell you, because uh, I was looking on uh, top uh, Arabic baby girl names. Mm -hmm. Farah means joy. Hanin means, oh my gosh, I just lost it, but I'm going to tell you because it was so pretty. Um Hanin means the um, longing or yearning. Uh, Ishtar means goddess of love. And Jamila means gorgeous woman. So nice. just a little, a little Arabic lesson for you ladies this morning. Uh, looks like there's a consensus around what you mentioned, Ham. And, and ladies, you are correct. Hanin Herzala. 
I could have made it hard and said, what is her last name? <laughs> but I'm, I'm being, I'm, we're having cocktails, so let's be friendly about that. That's this right. Is, That's the, this right is just a, this is a fun quiz, not a test. So, um, so our next question, uh, turning back to, and Josie's like, yay, I got one right. I know it's, it's fun, right? This is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're turning back, uh, to Nicholas, Hanin's uh, love, and asking what sport did Nicholas want to turn to as a career? Skiing, football, golf, or tennis? Okay, we got one answer already entered in. KK saying tennis. Anyone else? Mm, Ashley okay. says tennis. Blue saying tennis. Petit Leon is saying tennis. Josie's blank. <laughs> I love your honesty, Josie. That works. That's awesome. Monica's saying tennis. And you are correct, Ms. Monica. And ladies, it is tennis. It is. I think he was going to go pro at one point. I think that was the uh, yeah. his plan of action when he was a young man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, he ended up going off uh, to the London school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, Monica says, I would love skiing, though. Yes. Ashley guessed tennis, so she's at four out of four. There you go, Ashley. Impressive. Ashley, have you read this book recently? (laughs) (laughs) And Lori says, I think he does ski also. I believe you're correct. I can't imagine if you grew up in that beautiful part of the world that you wouldn't ski wouldn't frequently. Ski. So you just don't want to ski like me, that's for sure. And Betty says, I just hope he doesn't practice naked tennis. That would be too distracting. <laughs> it might be a little uncomfortable be. too. It would be. People do that though. Do you guys know that? Have you yes. seen that? There you go. There you go, Kenzie. Yes, Something do. else. Can see yeah. something else for you to Google. Naked, That's right. <laughs> naked skiing. Just putting it out there. They also do naked tennis. <laughs> Susie, Susie says she'd watch that. And, and Kenzie goes, geez, Betty, I get corrupted wherever I go. So, if it gets too Karen. cold. If it gets too cold, they have the you know, little socks. <laughs> That's right. Oh they God. do. I'm or having as, flashbacks as, of seeing the red hot chili peppers now. Really. So. Or as yes. Jamie Dornan said when he was filming uh, The Shades with Dakota um, in yeah. Fifty Shades, a wee bag. Yes. Monica's saying, I'm practicing with the towel. What color would the towel be? Susie's saying, balls bouncing everywhere. And Ellie says, naked tennis sounds dangerous. Um, it, you know, you could, you could have... Um, a musical going along. I remember as a kid, you followed the bouncing ball. Oh, my gosh. Kenzie's admonishing us. Everyone calm down. Oh Susie, definitely the mic drop. I love it. Um, yes, Ellie, naked skiing would be even more dangerous. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, Karen, on to the app. Now speaking that we have of, our appetite. Speaking of naked sports, uh, let's talk appetizers, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> okay, we have two because I just, you know, food is food. Food is love. 
So um, I was doing a little um, looking back at my you know culinary books and my French, and I came across um, I forgot about this. I came across a um, famous sandwich, um, jambon vert, and it's basically French baguette with French ham and French uh, butter. Mm. So I'm taking it one step further and I'm making um, a crostini with it and I'm adding brie cheese. So I'm going to take a nice, and you could make this as a sandwich because we actually did make, when I um, had my little cafe in Pittsburgh, we actually did an Italian version of this. So you could make a panini out of this also, but we're going to do a little, little uh, crostini in these can be served warm and, and also uh, sit out and they'd be fine, you know, to be room temperature. So, but you're going to take your crostini and you're going to put some French, good French butter mm. and you're going to top that with uh, some French, thinly sliced French ham. Um, and then you're going to do a slice of brie cheese. And you're just going to put them under the broiler for the for the uh, brie to get all melty. And then when they come out, when you serve them, you're going to have a little bit of a, a peppery arugula. And you're going to toss that for some freshness with a little bit of lemon and extra virgin olive oil. And put that on top and, and, and enjoy. And while you're enjoying those, on the stove, we have some French onion soup simmering. Mm. And... This recipe that I will share later, this comes, this comes from my um, Oakmont Country Club days where I had a, uh, a German and French chef that I uh, apprenticed under for five years, well, almost five years. They were there for four of it. But um, it's a, it's a, it doesn't have to be labor intensive, but it's just so much better. Um, if you, uh, do a combination of, uh, sweet onions and yellow onions, and you're going to cook those until they're almost like, they're going to be so caramelized. It, this does, this process takes a little longer. You can up it, um, with a little bit of sugar, but you really, really, really want to, um, every time they almost dry up, you're going to add a little bit of either sherry or a little more butter or, you know, and it's just, you're just going to get this nice concentrated onion. And then we use, we used a combination of uh, veal broth and chicken broth, but this is an easy hack for everybody. If you take, uh, and for those who are vegetarian, you can just, you can just use vegetable broth, but um, to make a simple veal broth, you just take uh, beef broth and chicken broth and you reduce equal parts and you reduce it into by half and you have a rich veal, veal stock, a mock mm. veal stock. And so what you're going to do, you're going to use that plus more chicken broth, put a couple bay leaves, let it bubble, 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 get that nice aroma going. Mm. And then you're going to ladle this over top of, oh, and you're going to just... A dash of sherry. Um, I've been known to use Crown Royal. 
Oh. <laughs> um, in my, as, a, as my twist. And you're going to ladle that over the seasoned croutons that you made with, uh, with your leftover baguette. And top it with Guerriere cheese. Or, mm. And we used to do Guerriere and Entimental. So you have this nice, they're both very good, uh, different French uh, Swiss kind of cheese. The Entimental is a little nuttier, so the combination of both. And then when they pull it out, you're going to just sprinkle a little bit of uh, Pecorino Romano and parsley. Oh my gosh. It sounds enjoy. (laughs) And what's really nice about this, if you would if you would stop at that intense, like if you want to make a bunch of this, and it Mm -hmm. does freeze well. Um you're just gonna keep sauteing your onions and you're gonna make this this base, basically. And you're gonna cover that with um your broth and then you're gonna freeze that. Or if you know you're going to make it down the road, you know, you can it can go in the refrigerator up to five days in an airtight container. But that is your base. And then when you want to make French onion soup, you saute some more onions for the check texture and add your your onion base to it. And, you, you know, you're always you can do it just really quick. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. Oh, it sounds delicious. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? My mouth is watering. Kelly Kelly says, seriously, why can't you live closer so I could have some of this yummy food? And Blue Blue approved, uh, and Blue, as you know, is is French, and she lives in France. And she actually said adding the brie um, actually makes it a sandwich called uh, the Parisian. And she, uh, Parisian, and and Monica says, so we eat a French man. <laughs> and if that's your and choice. Lou says, Monica, yes, a Parisian man. So, mm-hmm. so um, and as Ashley said, um, uh, uh, everything, Karen, just sounds delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. Betty's saying everything sounds delicious. Karen, you need to open your own restaurant. Um, Susie's saying, I love French onion soup. Ashley's saying, my mouth is literally drooling over the food. Um, and yes. It is. Um, and we are not even to the main course yet, ladies. No, so, we are. <laughs> but you. first, but first, we have a couple more questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, I have faith. I think everybody's going to get yes. this one. What is Nicholas's sister's name? Is it Riva, Gretchen, Inga, or Birgit? Got a couple Rivas going. I know. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And ding, 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 ding. Riva is correct. Very good. Yes. She uh, is sadly missed by Nicholas and his family. So, um, question six was one of SR's favorite quotes is, Think of me as Clark Kent in a suit. Think of me as Arthur Pendragon in a suit. <laughs> think of me as Robin Hood in a squirrel suit. Or think <laughs> of me as Rocket J. Squirrel in a suit. 
<laughs> What's the matter, you? You got a rocket in his pocket? <laughs> it could be Rocky Raccoon and be with uh, Rocky Raccoon lives in his room only to read <laughs> Gideon's Bible. So you didn't realize there was going to be a, mu- a live music component to this uh, podcast today, did you? See, we told you we'd bring in a party. Hey, you know. Uh, hey, entertainment. That's right. And our and uh, you guys, um, everybody, I believe, is getting this correct, correct, correct. Um, Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Think of me as Robin Hood in, in a, a suit. suit. Mm-hmm. Which is lovely. In a squirrel. Ha ha. Kenzie. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. So what do we have for dinner? Okay, for dinner, the entrees. We're going to give a little ode to um, Italy on the starch. And I just have a quick story of this this dish. Um, the first time I made it um, was... I. <laughs> gotta stop reading the comments first time I, I made this I was like I was 17 over at friend's house and they gave me all the ingredients and said you know make make something and I said well I know this has to be a dish and he's like make it I'll taste it because it's one of his favorite he he had traveled to he has now passed but he was a, he traveled a lot especially to Italy and then he would tell me the story because he knew I would get. So, long story short, it's pasta puttanesca. Um, and there is a debate where it came from, original, um, Lazio or Capania. They both argue about it. And it was a dish that could be quickly made at night before um, <laughs> working women would have to feed themselves or their family before they would go out. So, but it is a yummy dish. I got a question, KK. Yeah. Is that working women, like, going to work for the telephone company, or is that working women? (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Um, Of the escort. Oh, my gosh. Of of the escort. Variety. 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 Mm. (laughs) And and also, um, late night, they would bar, like, uh, establishments would, you know, they'd have patrons come in they were so but yes yes okay. Okay. so can you Sorry. imagine a 17 year old after i made this and got thumbs up you know was told the story and what makes the story even funnier is that the story was told by um he was a priest <laughs> 17 yes uh, but lovely gentleman and he's the one i went to uh First time experienced Italy with the choir, and he promised my parents that he would take care of me and my sister. And we did not call him Father Mandela; we had to call him Papa. So everybody just left us alone when we uh, were smart. Smart. So and it was yes. Um, so a lot of fun memories. So, anyways, I'm sorry I digress. That I think that's part of the celebration. Mm-hmm. That's part of the food. That's part of the entree. That's part of the dinner. Um, it's part of it's part of food and culture and fun. That's right. It's telling the stories behind the food. It's not just what the food is. 
that what that's why you know when you're in Italy or Spain or France your dinners can last two hours three hours absolutely absolutely <laughs> and what's what's really funny is um, another digression but they can um, very subtly when they don't because I was there a couple times with groups and this one time it was it was in 2006 and it was another choir um, trip and we were there for um, we were there in January so we were there for the Christmas still Christmas season and there was a gentleman who just thought he knew everything and he was very being very arrogant at the table and he kept saying well I love hot sauce I love hot stuff and you couldn't make an arabetta sauce that's hot enough for me well long story short they had enough and we were in a person's home i mean most of the nice little tatatillas you are in a person's home mm. and um they just had enough of it and they came out <laughs> set his pasta down and set a big old bowl of uh dried uh red pepper flakes and stood oh. until he added them all to the dish and we just i had to put my head down because i was trying not to laugh <laughs> and of course they didn't hold anything against the rest of us with the in the group but yeah i mean i just get so that just bothers me and i i love when just subtly i mean they didn't do anything bad they didn't spit in the food but they just you know okay you like it hot here you go we we chopped up these chilies for you <laughs> wow so and yeah that, that i love the heat though so i would I would have been all over that. Oh yeah, I do too. It was, it was so, but yes. And Monica's so, uh, noting that they also in Portugal yes. enjoy dinners for three, three to four hours. hours. I know. It's the I best. love the European dining is mm -hmm. far superior. Oh, that experience is far superior. Oh. You have some. So this dish, it's, it's one pan dish except for, um, boiling your pasta so you're going to take a nice amount of olive oil and like i said i'll post these with um pictures and actual measurements but nice amount of olive oil and you're going to take i know you're going to hear this and you're like oh but you're never going to know that they're in there because they're going to melt you're going to take anchovy fillets in oil and four whole cloves of garlic peeled and you're just going to saute, stir that around and let your anchovies uh, melt. And to that, you're going to take some salted capers and crush them. About a fourth of a cup or more, depending on how much you like. And you're going to leave some whole, but you're going to crush most of them. And that goes in the pan. And then you're going to take uh, some nice Italian uh, canned uh, peeled tomatoes like San Marzano. Mm -hmm. And you're going to let that just simmer for a little bit while your pasta is almost done cooking. You're going to have um, some elongated purple olives. So the, they're, they're an Italian olive, but closest thing to, if you can't find them, calamari olives will work also. Mm -hmm. You're going to crush some and slice some. And when your pasta, before, when your pasta is almost done, you're going to take your garlic out of your sauce. And then you're just going to take your pasta from the water, put it in into the sauce, and toss it around. Add your olives, 
and then you're going to take it out and present it very nicely in a big twirl on your plate. Um, and you're going to sprinkle it with some fresh parsley. And if you want some cheese, you can have some cheese that's not authentic, but I say cheese goes with everything. So Absolutely. nice, you want to do nice <laughs> shavings of pecorino. And if you oh want parmigiana, you can do parmigiana. So that's your pasta. That's your starch. Oh, and yes, it is please. Very, it is very good. Very good. And as, as we noted, we will put these on the Facebook page um, probably within the week, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. So just keep looking for it, and we will have them out there for you. Yep. So with uh, the starch, what do you, what have you made? Oh, and Monica's yeah. asking a question. Uh, first of all, Susie's saying lots of Parmesan. Um, yes, because we love cheese as well, Susie. I agree. And Monica um, says, it's be is parsley better than cilantro? Well, I... Maybe flat, not leaf, fish. Uh, flat leaf parsley, especially the flat leaf Italian parsley, is similar to the cilantro. Um, the only thing with cilantro, you just have to be a little bit, you have to be careful. I know there's some people that don't like the taste at all. I, I have interchanged it. It's mm -hmm. just the amount, um, the amount that you use, because I find even fresh cilantro. Um, oh, yeah. I have a friend, right. Annie. So, you know, just, just be careful because some people have the, um, they think, oh, cilantro in flat leaf Italian parsley is the same. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Stay away from it. If somebody tells you that it is, um, it just looks the same, but it's definitely not the same. No, but, very um, different taste. I, I um, <laughs> Monica says yeah. she thinks cilantro tastes like detergent. Yes, I, I think so too. More. I've heard that from people who don't like cilantro. I love cilantro. I can't get enough of it. I love but, it. Love I mean, it, if it. you like it, you can use it. And mm -hmm. but I attend. I like the flat leaf Italian parsley. See, I think with the puttanesca, I would use the flat leaf parsley. I, yeah. I don't think I'd use cilantro in it. But <laughs> oh, Karen's on the way to your Lauren, house. Lauren, Karen. Lauren's yep. on her way, and she said she'll see us in about an hour because all, all of this sounds amazing. <laughs> So, yeah, I used to good. have fun doing this. I used to make, I actually used to make these dinners for my parents to try and take pictures. And um, I did some of it last year with last year's, but this year I just didn't get to it and I want to do it. So we will, I will share the, the recipes within a week. And then after that, I will, I am going to cook and show step by step, hopefully, and just pictures of my finished product. So, chicken. Chicken's on the menu. And um, this is my my version. I didn't realize it was something I thought I made up. And you, you find everything is, you just, when you have a passion for cooking, it's just knowing how to put, I guess, told how to put things together, whether you go to school or not. And so, my original recipe, which I'll put both up, um, I called it chicken melanaise. And it was just basically um, this preparation, but you you bake the chicken to like ever with mushrooms and capers and the sauce. But this one we're going to do the pan, and it's kind of an ode to it. So you're going to take um, you're going to take chicken breasts and pound them out and cut them in half, so you get two pieces. So I mean, and you can make 
a good bit if you you know would like to do like four chicken breasts pound them and then you're going to take equal parts of pecorino romano or parmesan and flour now if you have a gluten problem i've done this i've made it with almond flour and i've also made it with the gluten-free all-purpose flours as a substitute mm. you're going to mix those together and um, you're going to dredge your chicken in that and then in a medium on uh, medium heat you're going to put extra virgin olive oil and a tablespoon of butter french butter and what that does that brings up your heat index on your um, brings up the smoking point on your oil and also it tastes yummy so three side three minutes per side two to three minutes per side you want to get nice brown and you're going to take those out and then you're going to deglaze your pan with half a cup of good white wine or more you know just juice of two lemons and some chicken or vegetable broth and why i say vegetable broth you can most certainly make this dish vegetarian um, by using uh, a good organic um now it went out of my head Oh, the, uh, I know it. I think I know tofu. what you the tofu. Tofu, mm -hmm. or you can do, um, get creative and do, uh, cauliflower steaks, or, I mean, any, you could do, um, what about the mushroom, uh, the, oh, yeah. the big, that big mushroom, portobello mushroom, portobellos, yeah. portobellos, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you're oh going to deglaze your, deglaze your pan, and while that's going to reduce a little bit by half, you are going to if this is if you like you're going to reconstitute um some dried wild mushrooms which is porcini mushrooms some morel mushrooms they come in a nice little pack and you're going to take those out of you're going to strain the water strain them from the water and you're going to throw them in your pan with your and you're going to add your chicken back and then you're going to add um three tablespoons of very cold, cold butter, but you're gonna do it one tablespoon at a time. And then you're gonna get this really, really velvety, unctuous sauce. Mm. That's, um, so the key is the cold butter in that. Yes, and you can do that to any sauce. If you yeah, have, like that's the way a, it glazes it. Glazes it makes a nice glaze, or mm -hmm. you can even do it in a uh, tomato sauce. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a nice little, little trick. Um, you can make a wine butter sauce. You wouldn't even have to have any. Um, that's a beurre blanc um, mm -hmm. heat. So, and then you're going to, and if you wish to garnish this with some charred lemon slices or wedges, um, you're going to put this on a platter, put your sauce over top and garnish. And you have your nice little green bit of uh, parsley because we have it. Mm -hmm. And enjoy. And I think that's the thing of this. Gabriel would approve the garnishes. Yes. <laughs> Gabriel would. I believe Nicholas would too. I think he appreciates fine dining. Oh my gosh. That sounds, I'm, I am so hungry now. This is crazy. I know. Oh my gosh. What were we thinking? Um, we, we know better. We know, we know Karen brings the good food. She does. Um, this is really good. And I love in the chat room, we were having this discussion about cilantro 
and um, Susie coriander. looked it up, and and coriander is that is the one in the same plant, uh, one in the same absolutely herb. You get and the... she has a Thai curry green curry recipe she uses for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blue is mentioning that bouillabaisse is a specialty of Marseille, Marseille, okay. France. And Blue, apologies for my very American accent on your beautiful French language. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monica that, oh my also God. asked if you could use <laughs> watercress or spinach. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Great substitutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, if you, I, I have, didn't realize I thought I was growing coriander because, you know, mm-hmm. in, at that time, that's how I found out that you could eat before, if you want to, before the seeds come, which is the coriander. Mm-hmm. That's, you use the cilantro, but yes, okay. it's a two for one plant. I love it. So now on to our next question. You guys ready? Ready. We're going ready. back to co- cocktail hour. Uh, Nicholas enjoys them. What does he normally drink? The options are Negroni. Yum. Mm-hmm. Vodka tonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, sidecar or gin martini. And thank you, Blue. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Um, she said my accent is good. good. I've not studied your fine language, so I only know it from ballet and from food. Ande or port bras glissade, all the ballet words. Yes. Um, we're hearing uh, some vodka tonics, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Some all of the above. <laughs> 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 but my, as, as Monica, Monica, I love your spirit. She said, but would drink any. Of course. <laughs> and a Lori side wants car. to know what a sidecar is. I can mm. tell you what that is because I used yes, to drink Penny. them. Mm-hmm. A sidecar is very much like a uh, whiskey sour, except it's made with brandy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. It's, and... It's a drink that was very popular back after Prohibition, <laughs> back in the day. Betty, oh, Betty is on fire today. And Fuego, and Fuego Rivera. Um, Betty is saying a sidecar is a car one stands next to when one is too drunk to walk. Uh, Gabriel could have used a sidecar. Uh, when he was exiting lobby uh, yes. that time. <laughs> um, Ashley says, Betty is a comedian here, LOL. Yes, and, and in terms of our cocktail question, the correct answer is, as you noted, ladies vodka and gentlemen, tonic. vodka tonic. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed that Monica drove one sidecar. <laughs> yes, that I is love cool. it. That is cool. Yes. So our next question, speaking of Nicholas, let's talk about uh, his, his past. You know, we talked about Acacia having her uh, real identity hidden mm-hmm. in her past. Um, Nicholas, who was his former girlfriend? What was her name? Do you remember? <laughs> ah, <was> it? <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> Is it Sylvia, Suzanne, Sonia, or Silka? And uh, uh, Kenzie says, Silka, bitch. 
<laughs> and uh, Blue also agreed with that. Karen agreed with that. I think uh, I think that's uh, there's a unanimous vote here. I think so. And yes, you are all correct. You cannot forget um, Silka is the Silka, answer. Yes. She was so just so utterly and heartless. As Kenzie noted, she is a bitch. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, Lori says, Silka, girl. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. She was very mean to Nicholas. She was. And that was awful. Just awful. So, so we're turning to uh, heading on to dessert time. I know. So what, KK, <laughs> what do you uh, have for us for dessert today? Well, this year I have, of course, something. It's chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do, and I know and everybody's thinking, oh, it's. Creme brulee. Nope. 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 It's a very good though. But we're uh, doing chocolate pot de creme. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of different versions. I like the, um, I tend to go towards the semi dark chocolate because I like my, I don't like my desserts real sweet. I, uh, that's, that, that's where I think I have a little bit of. In a past life, I, I lived in Europe. Mm. And Susie is bidding us a good night. Good night, Susie. Good night, Susie. Um, we're leaving you. We're leaving you with dreams of chocolate. Yes. So just enjoy. Have a have a restful evening. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. um, to the celebration. And she says, "Thanks for a great podcast. I hope you all have a safe and happy weekend." So yes, you too. Ah, uh, so Karen, the yes. the pot de creme. We're going to use nice, dark, semi-dark chocolate, and we're going to melt that down with our cream, and then you're going to mix eggs, egg yolks, and sugar, mm-hmm. and then you're going to temper that. Mm-hmm. And some people, they pour that through a sieve to get any, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> you don't really have to, but it, that is a save if things do tend to curdle a little bit and they don't taste like a cooked egg. So, um, and then you're going to put these in like little, cute little pots. Um, if you get yogurt, those cute yogurts in the glass jar or, Uh, I mean, ramekins. Yes. And then you just pour that in. And this one is a baked one. There are some that you don't bake, but this one's going to be a baked one. And it gets a nice little crust on top and it's very velvety and well, just ooey gooey in the, the middle what can I say and then I decided to make some spiced uh, bourbon whipped cream to go on top little, oh my gosh little Karen, chocolate you're... shavings and you know a mint leaf make it look pretty if you want you are going all out for Nicholas going all out yes. good lord that sounds delicious <laughs> and we've all gained 30 pounds Mm. Yes, just by looking at the uh, food. <laughs> oh, don't don't you worry. Um, Nicholas and Acacia will work it off. I mean, I'm every sure time. they will. They will. I'm sure every they will. And to note, I was, and I know this might be sacrilege, but as a note, I was considering. I love lemon, and I'm thinking that you could make a lemon, like a lemon pot de creme. You could use just make like the pudding, lemon pudding, 
And if you wanted to, you could use the white chocolate. I'm not a white chocolate fan, but um, okay, Lauren, I got gotcha. you. May 6th. <laughs> could also do a nice lemon sorbet. The yeah, you could do a nice lemon sorbet. I love that. And I made that's that. like something you might need before the cheese plate after all this heaviness. That's true. That's true. Oh. I made that when I was in Italy. Mm. Oh, is that one of your things that you... Yeah, it's one of the things I'm, I learned how to make while I was there. <laughs> that would be nice, <laughs> Betty. <laughs> but I don't want to piss off Cassia. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have a feeling Nicholas might propose. So Ma Monica it. mentioned something about coffee yogurt. Ooh, yeah, that would be delicious with that, it. Uh, well, I love that coffee ice cream, so sure. Yeah, um, and that would pair well with that that dark chocolate deliciousness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. We have a couple more questions. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Yes. I don't know. Go ahead, Pammy. What is the name of the hotel where Nicholas and Acacia stayed in in Moscow? Ooh. I didn't know this one. I forget. So, what are the options, Pam? The options are Peter the First. The Golden Ring Hotel, Red Square Hotel, or Petrov Palace Boutique Hotel? I'm um, taking a guess. Ashley's saying Petrov Palace. Lori's saying Petrov Palace. Karen's saying Petrov Palace. Um, and Blue noted that Karen will become our official birthday cake maker. Absolutely. I love that. Any other guesses, ladies? I I can I can hear you all searching in your books right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Drunk Betty says Petrov. <laughs> it was the Red Square Hotel. So, which I think looks right out over the Kremlin, if I'm not mistaken. The next question is, who is the Russian's former girlfriend who provided information to Acacia uh, regarding the Kassaro's missing paintings? Was it Soroya, Yasmin, Sonia, or Aliyah? Did I lose everybody? Uh oh.
Hello, are we back yet? I am trying to get Leslie back and KK. Okay, I am back. All right. That sounds good, but I can't hear anybody or anything. Ah, there we go. We're back. We're back. I'm sorry about that. I don't okay. know what happened. I just uh, no. took myself off of uh, the my, the internet, and I'm now on my doing my uh, phone connection. Wonderful. Can you guys hear us all now, or is it just Pam? And it's fine if it's just Pam. <laughs> <laughs> you think, you think. Okay. So, you can carry it, Pam. You can carry it. <laughs> no, Betty, I didn't spill a cocktail on the computer. Um, I guess so. The, and yes, they hear us all. Good. So the uh, Russian former girlfriend that provided Acacia with the information was Yasmin. Yes, wonderful. And everybody got that. She was a very memorable character because she was pivotal she was. to the, the advancement of the storyline. Absolutely. So, so what really, really is well done. next? Oh, okay. After after all that rich after food dessert. and everything. After dessert. Mm. What's there after dessert? After mm -hmm. dessert is um, a fruit and cheese platter mm. in Prosecco. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, just, you know, be, I say be, you know, creative. Have mm -hmm. nice little brie, nice little, I would do some nice port. Uh, there's a really nice Irish port cheddar that I would have platter. Um, I do, if they're in season, I try to do um, champagne grapes, uh, blackberries, um, and uh, any other kind of like a black seedless grape, um, blueberries. And you just, you know, just you have a representation of two, I mean, two or three cheeses are good. I tend to do a little, sometimes a little more if I get have a little extra money because it's just fun and when I'm doing it for which I haven't done for a while but when I would do I would do these uh, auction these dinners off for um, give my services to somebody who was auctioning for a I had friends that would raise money for their daughters um, she had she passed away but she fought um, leukemia since she was 11 mm -hmm. and passed away a couple years ago but they still have Jamie's Angels, and they still have golf outings to keep the money going. Because um, she has a wing at Children's Hospital, and this is an interesting, just an interesting note that once you are a, whether you're an adult, or whatever, if you are treated by a Children's Hospital when you're a child, you are treated through life, and that's how these, the, um, she met. Um, Troy Palomalo, and he mm. came into her room because he's like, what are you doing here? And she explained, and 
they had a great, but that's how. And I was asked to do a dinner for their golf outing. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, I'm thinking I'll do local, which it did end up being local, but I didn't realize because of the connections and that it was like there was national people bidding on this dinner for eight. And that's how a lot of big, big things came up. And um, so I would always end, because we'd have a big crowd, I'd end these meals with this lovely cheese platter with maybe six different kinds of cheeses and and that would be sitting out so the cheese is warm nice mm-hmm. slice then i'd have ripened some- right isn't that they they say it's ripened yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and monica monica's saying Being cheese cool, ham cool, <laughs> i know <laughs> it's always a party at pam's house yes it is um christmas in august uh, Monica saying cheese, ham, or bacon, and tomatoes with olives. Oh, just yeah. Tomer- mm-hmm. Or just carry tomatoes with salt. It's something she eats often. Yes. Having that kind of a wonderful tray, wonderful plate. Yes. Yeah. Which just sounds delicious. And for those, Karen referenced Troy Palomalu, for those who are not familiar um, or are not in the U.S., Troy was a famous uh, athlete. He is a famous American football player. Um, for Pittsburgh Steelers, so wanted to note that. And speaking of Pittsburgh, our dear Pittsburgh Lauren was heading out, so safe travels, Lauren. Have, have a wonderful have weekend. A and we are at awesome the day. very last two questions of our celebration mm-hmm. quiz. Mm-hmm. So number 11, um, the question is, who is Pierre Breckman? Slash Nicholas Casser's electronic surveillance security expert. Is it when? Is it Steve? Is it Ralph? Or is it Walter? So who's the guy who scans them? Who's the guy that scans them and makes sure there are no bugs on them? Yes, you guys got it. When? You can't forget when. Can't forget when. Nope. When yeah. was when was another critical character to ensure the safety of the Nicholas and his beloved. Yes. When mm-hmm. is correct. When is the correct answer? And Lastly. we are now to our last and final question. And actually ten out of eleven is not bad. That's at right. All. Um when when you don't know how to say run. <laughs> Monica. Monica's bringing the jokes this week, she too. Is. Not, just, not just Betty with the uh, Bafo yucks this week, uh, mm-hmm. with, the, with the fun. Um, our question 12. When they left Santorini, and I'm so sad they had to leave Santorini because I, I never wanted to leave Santorini. What was the destination for Nicholas and Acacia? Did they fly to Colony, Paris, Dubai, or Moscow? And we have a Dubai, we have a Moscow, we have a couple more Dubais. We got a high five, Monica. (laughs) Yes, we do. Any other guesses? Uh, Pam and KK, what are you thinking? I'm thinking Dubai. Dubai. Pam is Dubai. correct. Dubai. Yay. They went. They went straight from 
there to Dubai um, to meet up with the, the intermediary who had information. Mm-hmm. And as you recall, uh, Akasi was very distressed about going to Dubai and was trying to get out of going to Dubai. That's right. Um, and that's right, Josie. That is where um, subsequently they had, um, after, um, after they had arrived at the hotel, uh, that is where Cassia saw her father. Mm-hmm. And the Dubai Hotel is also the uh, site of some very, very beautifully, very erotic uh, lovemaking scenes. Oh um, God, if you want yes. to, yeah. if you want to bring the heat hotter than hotter than any other uh, romantic uh, interludes that SR has written, um, check out some of uh, yeah, those chapters. And just beautifully. But beautifully written, very tasteful. SR oh, just um, just has a beautiful. It's very lyrical, um, very lyrical way. Yes, Monica mm-hmm. says. I remember a table in Dubai. Uh, the table scene. Uh, oh yes. yes. Oh yes. I hey, you know I Kenzie, remembered it, but w- do you remember re-read the it. table scene? <laughs> <laughs> Pam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this scene. Blue said I. I'm telling you, I you remember it, but when you reread it, I, you just forget how beautifully written oh, it is. And yeah, very yeah. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, Betty says that table and bathroom scenes were intense. Yes, yes, and, they were. And Kenzie says, "Leave me alone, Pamela, <laughs> unfriended." <laughs> Pam and Kenzie have a little uh, a little playful banter going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Blue says, "We lost Kenzie." LOL. <laughs> no. I know, I know Kenzie's blushing now. Yes, so. she is, I'm sure. <gasps> yes. Uh, well, huh. you, this has been a great it weekend. Yes, 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 yes. And you'll catch the next show <laughs> next week. And, uh, yes. For having me, and I hope everybody enjoyed everything. Yes. Yes. I loved it. It was. I loved it. I can't wait. I can't wait. And like we, (laughs) we will, we will, um, we will have the recipes and we will post them on the Facebook page. And we're very, very thankful for all of you for joining us today. And also want to remind you as a programming note that we are, we are going from bringing the party to bringing, uh, bringing the Dante next oh, yes. week. Uh, we're going to do our discussion of La Vida Nuova. Which, so, which I'm looking forward it, to. <laughs> it's going to be really good. I'm very excited be. about that. So, anyway. KK, so. thanks so much for joining us today. It was great. Uh, it was great. Thank you for inviting me. I can't wait for the recipe. Yep. And, uh, We'll make get they'll be posted into the uh, all things SR Facebook page. So if you haven't joined us, please do. <laughs> and yes. um, you can always find our podcasts, any of the past ones from Man in the Black Suit or All Things SR on iTunes podcasts, on uh, Tune In podcasts as well as SoundCloud and Mixler. So anyway, ladies, have a great weekend. And uh, some of you I'll see on the Zoom later. 
And I am going to leave you with the song The Girl by City and Color. Please know that I'm yours to keep my beautiful girl. When you cry, a apologize. Knowing that I may have been the cause. If you were to leave, fulfill someone else's dreams. Sing.